Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Patio Slave Podcast. It is September 17th, episode 28. Anthony here with Tony and Nate. How are you guys doing on a Thursday? Doing awesome, man. How about you guys? I'm doing great. Yeah, I haven't been this excited for a non-interview episode in a long time, and which we'll get into that in a second. But uh, before I do, as always, hit us on the socials. Instagram and Twitter is at Patio Slave. And uh, email's always open, too. PatioSlavePodcast at gmail.com. Drop us a line. We'll respond within a day. We're quick on that stuff, right, guys? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we love hearing from you guys. So keep those coming. So, Nate, what, uh, what what's new this week? What happened? Well, we got some thank yous. Uh, we finished our first contest giveaway, which is kind of exciting. Um, you guys are inventorying a ton of nerdery, so we had our first giveaway. And uh, so thank you for everyone that uh, entered the contest and to Chris for uh, winning the contest. We'll get that poster down to you uh, this week. And, uh, of course, another thank you to our guest last week, Ian. Uh, super gracious to come on, on the show, um, going deep on the on the nerd level with us and kind of discussing some some stories completely uncensored. So we really appreciate yeah, you, Ian. Yeah, that was awesome. And, uh, yeah, it was really cool. It was great to have you. Can't wait to get you back on the show. So wanted to show our gratitude for sure. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah, no, that was a lot of fun last week. Um, it was fun doing the little short video the other night to pick the winner for the contest too. Like that was, I was kind of all jazzed up. We turned the mics on for a few minutes and uh, had kind of a, a mini production meeting, and then just let her rip. So that was fun too. It was very like show busy. Like, yeah. oh, come on down. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> collect your prize. And we're gonna use that wheel tonight too, right? Yes, yeah, so we have yep. the wheel locked and loaded for the segment, which I will get into right now. So the segment, we we'll, we'll have an abbreviated set list. We'll get through too um, beforehand. A couple, you know, news, odds, and ends from the week. But the set list is going to consist of we're tiering bands. So uh, in the new metal genre, we have the greatest of all time status. So those are bands that would be on the Mount Rushmore of new metal, and then uh, Hall of Famers would be um, bands that still going to be kicking around 20 years later. A lot of them are right now um, that we, we have on this list and uh, kind of going through their resume. And then All-Stars are bands that were good in the moment, maybe didn't have the lasting impression. Maybe they were bands that had two or three good albums then kind of fell off or maybe had seven albums um, and then fell off. Who knows? Uh, and then the, the bench warmers, which, you know, those are the scrubs. We love the uh, cross nerdery with sports. We're all big sports fans. So we figured the, the GOAT status, Hall of Famer, All-Stars, and bench warmers. And we're going to have different opinions too, right? So that's going to be half the fun. Yep. And we're going to use that, uh, what, Wheel of Names? Yep, the Wheel of Names is yeah. back, baby. We got like 50, 50 bands, I think. Yep. We know how much Mike loves the Wheel of Names, Mike in Texas. He told us, he was like, this is a, this is a crazy. I love it. That's awesome. It's cool, too, because we're going to validate bands that some people will probably shit on, or maybe within this group of three. Who knows? Yeah. Yep. You know? I can think of a couple. And we're not going to get to all 50 tonight. Like, don't no. don't worry. Yeah. This isn't going to be a seven-part, 14-hour uh, episode. <laughs> but <laughs> we'll probably kick around at least three, three or four times of spinning, and then see mm -hmm. where we're at, or maybe even five or six and see where we're at. So, cool. Who wants to get into the first set list item? So, uh, yeah, let's jump into it. So the first headline that really caught our eye because we're all big vinyl heads is um, vinyls outselling CDs for the first time in 35 years or 34 years since 1986. I get takes. You guys get takes? Yeah, I got I to take right off the bat. And I, I said it to you guys in pre. Um, yeah. It, the, the article, it's kind of a misnomer, right? It's kind of a mm -hmm. clickbaity. Yeah. Um, they, they're selling, they sold more money wise. Like the, it's a, it's a money number, not a units number. So 
my thought there is CDs are what, 10 bucks? Um, vinyl, a lot of times you're paying 20 to 30, sometimes 40 or 50. So, you know, that can add up pretty quick if it's two to three times as much as a CD costs, right? Yeah, it's a great call. You think of like deluxe, like four, four LP packages, they could be like hundreds of dollars. So, yeah, you can rack up some some high revenue pretty quickly. You know, the CDs are, I think, what do you say, $10 tone? I don't know if they're that cheap. I mean, that's my guess. 10, 15 even, say they're 15. It's Maybe. still, I mean, you're not getting a lot of vinyl at 15. Yeah, I think that's how disconnected I am from buying CDs. I don't, I don't know how much they are anymore. I'm sure they've come down on price. But yeah, no, that was a great point. If it wasn't for that, it would be pretty substantial. Like, oh, wow, it surpassed CDs, which is masses, you know, economies of scale compared to vinyl for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So yeah, revenue. Yeah, I, I didn't even think of that, Tone. I, I, I figured that, I figured the them passing was units, but it wasn't. It's, it, it's dollars. Because my take was going to be like, how didn't this happen before now? I mean, yeah, no one's buying multiple copies of a CD yet. I have five copies of the same Crime and Stereo album five feet from me. <laughs> yeah, you know, between the represses, different colorways, all of that. I mean, there's nothing that's going to get me to buy multiple CDs. Although I think like Target has exclusive CDs, which I know some people yeah. do that. Oh yeah. But I'm just surprised it didn't happen before then. I feel like I've seen this headline before. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's mm-hmm. been it's been kicked around the internet for what two years. Like it's almost there. It's almost there. And then uh, yeah, that's happened. probably what it was. <laughs> yeah. I um, was actually gonna say that. Yeah, because when I was kind of cross referencing this article, there was articles that came out in 2018 and 2019 that were like, it's about to, it's about to. So yeah, this yeah. officially is. But again, based on not not on unit sales. No, and um, I think. Like you said, Nate, I'm, we're not really in tune with buying CDs anymore, so it's kind of funny to think like, what what are those costs? Because I don't I don't remember. <laughs> but yeah. I did buy a CD last fall. I bought the the Tool Fear Inoculum because it came with that video player, and oh, it was just right. it was a nerd thing that I needed to have, right? And it, and it wasn't yeah. pressed on vinyl, so I didn't get the vinyl. That's true. Really? That was that wasn't pressed on vinyl. Nope. Wow. Not Wait initially. till it, it'll be like a hundred of them, and <laughs> you have to yeah, give a blood sample to get it, but. Yeah, I'm surprised they went CD on that one. Maybe it's because that was like the final album on their on their contract. They were like, whatever, let's do CDs. <laughs> let's um, get our I, last plaque. And like, there's a lot of bootleg stuff out there, like especially for Tool, 10,000 Days is a lot of bootleg vinyl. And I think you can get, I think you can get Fear Inoculum, but it's not, it's it's unofficial, right? They're not the official release. So who knows where they're getting the audio from and how good it's going to sound when you buy it. You're going to spend 40 bucks on that. You, you're hoping it sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, those are hard to find. That's so true about the cost of vinyl. Like as soon as you throw gatefold in, you're at thirty bucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but it's like the gatefold is so badass. Like I, oh yeah. I, oftentimes I like hold off on non-gatefold, even if it's nineteen bucks. Yep, it just doesn't look as good. Doesn't feels good in your hand. It's a lot of times they're one hundred and fifty gram as opposed to one hundred and eighty. Like, I want yeah. one hundred and eighty. I'd rather have three songs aside and it sound better than seven songs aside and it sound like shit. Nerd talk. Yeah. Total nerd, it is nerd talk. It is nerd talk. And the durability. Like, that thing's not going to snap. <laughs> oh, man. I want the extra grams. Where's the 200 gram? We haven't made that yet. That's game changing. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do that. We'll press, a, we'll press it. Oh, that's, a great, that's a great idea. I'm telling you, that's the next play. Is like you get the rare 200 gram press, and you don't know it until you open it. It just costs more to ship, too. Like, oh, shipping's $18 now. It weighs too much. Oh man, you fly somewhere, you buy it. Say like we next fall, hopefully, when we're back to semi normal, we fly out to to SoCal to hang with Nate 
and you know go, go on tour with them and then uh, let's go to amoeba okay cool oh man they got a bunch of 200 grand vinyls throw those in your bag and you can't come home you're gonna pay the extra fee the baggage fee oh, at the yeah. airport <laughs> it's like buying ski gear yeah you gotta like yeah. <laughs> you gotta pack it just oh, mail man. it to me bro <laughs> that's hilarious uh, yeah so amoeba opening back up this weekend you see that i did see that yeah, yeah congrats good. to mark on that yeah yeah, I saw that, and I, we, I hit it with a with a like on Twitter. I was like, "Good, good." The one in Berkeley, right? You're talking about? Yeah, the t- yeah. today I think they might have opened, reopened today mm-hmm. or tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, because the one in LA still hasn't been uh, built out yet. The pictures so. are awesome, though. You saw the pictures, right? Yeah, looks it does look great. Yeah, that'll be fun to check that out after all this time for sure. Oh, definitely. Shopping spree. Dude, I mean, there's gonna be some awesome stuff in there. They're building the stage. I mean, we're we're nerding out right now about Amoeba Music. Um, <laughs> our first ever guest, Mark, uh, co co-founder. <laughs> go I'll go back and listen to that. But yeah, this this uh, it, it's cool. I'm excited for them to to. It's a place that I definitely want to get to. Cool. We want to jump into the new Manson. Yeah. Yeah. Continue with the new metal. New metal. Uh... Yeah. Start with the new metal. Finish with the new metal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you guys think? I liked it, man. I, uh, I played it again today, and I was really surprised how much I liked it. Um, it's clearly a departure, you know. Mm-hmm. The, listening to the full album front to back, it's a it's a piece of work. I think it's supposed to be, you know, unified as a as a full record. Speaking of vinyl, it would be a great record to listen to on wax because mm. you know you you don't skip songs on this one, or at least on this take for me. And I just was really diving deep because we knew I knew we were going to talk about it. But yeah, I like it, and I think twenty. You had mentioned there was a lot of Bowie on that single mm-hmm. it's definitely throughout the the whole album which is I agree. Uh, which is really cool what about what about you guys um yeah so i would say if you're looking for the shock rock manson this this ain't it which yeah. i was thinking about it I, I looked up how old he is he's 51 and mm-hmm. damn it's crazy. like i don't expect that i don't need shock rock from a 51 year old manson like his catalog is deep enough where i've gotten enough of that this is kind of what i'd want from him mm-hmm. and there was a track on there that did kind of stand out. It was like a lot of subdued tracks and the Bowie S tracks, but then you get to infinite darkness and that mm-hmm. could be on uh Hollywood or oh, yeah, um, antichrist superstar. Like it was, he brings it on those, tra- on, on that track, which I thought was cool. Yeah. I think this is uh I mean, I can't even rem- remember the last time I checked out his album, one of his new albums this soon. Like I, I yeah, didn't yeah. check out uh heaven upside down or, Pale Emperor. Pale Emperor. I, I didn't actually never heard those. Eat Me, Drink Me. That one was I listened interesting. listen to that one. Yeah. Yeah. That was the last one that I, I spent any time with because there's some really good songs on that record, too. So I liked it. I'm with you, Nate. What do you think, Tone? I liked it, too. And um, I was, the Bowie thing hit me again, too. Just listening to him, like, that's exactly what this is. It felt like, uh, you know, maybe a little bit grittier sounding Bowie songs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, especially the first four, four or five songs, and then you're right. It kind of it, it not reverts back to Old Manson, but it's it's got some Antichrist Superstar slash Hollywood slash you know older style Manson there in the middle. Um, I really like to keep my head together towards the end. That song is I thought that song was the best song on the album. Um, nice. I'll, I'll definitely come back to this. Like I know that's Twan says that. I'll definitely listen to this again for sure. Yeah, it's a it's a new take for Manson, for sure. It's so funny though. In the streaming era, it's like you would you you have the history of music at your fingertips. Like, either you're gonna come back to it or you're not. I feel like that's the that's the the threshold for me. I think this would be a comeback too. Yeah, it couldn't be easier. It's like the U two album that gets put on your phone. 
Like it's so easy. It's right there. <laughs> yeah. It's right there. <laughs> it's uh very easy to just fire something up. That's probably the hard part about putting something out today. Um yeah. unless you're one of those big names, it's it's like you're just throwing it into this ocean of music. And there's <laughs> yeah. all the stuff that was before you and all this stuff that come out the same day as you and next week there's gonna be another, you know, three gallon bucket tossed into the ocean. Like it just keeps happening. It's crazy. Yet I still just listen to like Evil Empire. I just go back to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that happens to me Down too. Like, ah. Give it to me. Yeah. What do I want to listen to from twenty years ago? Oh wait. Uh, that's so true, and that's actually what we're going to be talking about tonight, right? Oh yeah, that's 20, coming up. Twenty years ago, yeah. Lots of twenty years ago, and then I mean, even some into today that maybe shouldn't be happening, but who knows? <laughs> Just a little teaser for your for your main segment. Um, all right, so Facebook. There's some Facebook news this week too that was kind of interesting. Um, uh, on two the Zucker. Yeah. The Zuck. Two different uh, random that feel like they should be different, but they're kind of hand go hand in hand. Um, the first one being this story that kind of gained steam this week that isn't really all that new that Facebook was going to be stopping bands from live streaming listening events on their Facebook pages to the point where they may just delete the account altogether. And that's, I mean, it's, I don't understand a, if that is going to happen, I understand why. And B, it might be a couple of years old and it doesn't make sense as to why this is coming out again now. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you said it, they quote to quote them a music listening experience, which yeah. is so vague. It's like, well, what are you talking about? Like bands in the studio jamming? Are you talking about live music? Are you talking about like what, like anything with Facebook, it's all cryptic, and I don't think anyone really knows. I think that's just no a, one yeah. knows. You interpret this, and we'll we'll get you if you loosely come close to it. You know, uh, yeah. I still don't really know too too much what it means. I, I guess I re- they read that they want to protect copyrighted music. So does this mean like if I'm a band, say I'm uh, I don't know Stephen Jenkins, and I stream on Facebook, what from the Third Eye Blind account? What happens? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Either their Facebook or they own Instagram, right? Now, Instagram only has, you can only stream on Instagram for an hour. I don't think there's that limit on Facebook, but those two places, are you telling Stephen Jenkins, who has is the owner of that music, per se, that he can't play Third Eye Blind songs on a live stream? That doesn't make any sense to me. My only thought here is, who owns the music? Are they buddying up to some of those big name like Warner Music or one of those deals are like, hey, you guys are kind of floundering a little bit. Let's put let's put two and two together here and Facebook owns all your catalog and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like I could see that happening. Yeah. No, exactly. It's like a it's basically a blanket statement, vague enough to protect them, but gives them the opportunity to pivot in kind of any direction. So I think you're right, Tony. I mean it's either that or it's the other way around where they're gonna get slammed by like the record labels for, you know, batting a, a blind eye to essentially copyright infringement without any kind of recourse so you know that's facebook yeah well, and it, it goes hand in hand with the other article that came out they just bought a bunch of rights to music so they can stream it on their gaming platform which is the competitor to amazon's twitch yep which we talked about with papa roach a couple weeks ago so you're gonna let some gamer nerd which i am one i'm gonna say that i i, I play video games some gamer nerd to stream on Facebook streaming with Third Eye Blind's music or, you know, Marilyn Manson's music, but you're not going to let Third Eye Blind or Marilyn Manson stream? That makes no sense to me. Yeah, it's ass backwards. 
All right, you guys want to get into the segment? Let's do it. Hell yeah. So the segment tonight, we are um, placing new metal bands into different tiers. So we have GOAT status, Mount Rushmore, you know, greatest of all time, top four or five band in the genre. That's going to be the first, the big tier. And we have Hall of Famers, bands that, you know, they're remembered 20 years later. A lot of these bands you may not remember um, right now, but there are some that you're going to be like, yeah, these guys stood the test of time. They've been around 20, 25 years, and we're still talking about them today. Those are Hall of Famers. And then we have All-Stars, uh, bands in the moment, did really well, maybe didn't have quite the longevity that, uh, you know, the GOAT status bands or the Hall of Famers it did, but they, um, they made a mark at their time. And then bench warmers, um, you know, bands that just maybe they had one song or one album and never really stood the test of time and didn't didn't kind of give us more than that. So that's that's how this is going to go. We've got the wheel of names out again. I'm going to hit the button. It's going to spin. There's like 50 bands in here and we'll just start talking about them. You guys ready? Do we want to throw in a, a tier between all stars and bench warmers? There, there might be a couple that fit into that kind of like six man of the year type tier. Yeah, that could yeah. happen. That okay. could happen. So five five tiers yeah i like that um all right cool let's spin it we're gonna get the first one going here um yeah there's like 50 bands mm. on here so this should be pretty fun yeah i i hope we disagree on a few of these that'll be fun yeah Ooh, fear factory is our first band all right <laughs> okay um i'm not starting because i i honestly have never listened to a fear factory song i'll start so i i never saw these guys i don't let me let me think i never intentionally went to see them and that's not a negative i just they never really rolled through the Northeast a lot. I may, I might have seen them open for maybe Slayer at the State Theater. But anyway, I think they're still around. I do like them. Let's do process of elimination. They're not goats. <laughs> they're not... Hmm, are they Hall of Famers? Final final answer, they're, they're Hall of Famers. They'll be remembered. Wow. I mean, I they're remembered now. They're more than bench warmers. They're more than all-stars. I think they're... For me, they're Hall of Famers. And I'm trying to think of the album. I can picture the album that I got into first. Obsolete, maybe? Yeah, I'm looking it up the now. The black one? Yeah, the black one. Obsolete. Black yep. That was the, that was kind of their breakthrough, I guess. Yeah. It's got like the brain and the spine thing going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What, what about you, Nate? Um, so it's so funny because similar to Tone, like I don't know a whole lot about this band. For whatever reason, I just didn't give it the time of day. Um, and it's a pretty heavyweight name, like you said. So I'd say based on what I've seen, they kind of fall in that Hall of Famer category. And I, I know Dino, right, is a pretty well-known guitarist in, in the scene. So, um, in fact, they've been in the news lately for uh, some issues between uh, f- former and current band members on, uh, I think, royalties or something like that. But that's not here nor there. Um, so, yeah, to be honest, I actually don't have a whole lot of take on it similar to Tone. So I'd have, have to follow into following what you're saying. Probably Hall of Famer is based on the little that I know. But I know that they... You know, had a big splash when they came to the scene. So, so I'm I'm gonna give you, I know who they are. Yeah. Um, having never listened to them, I know who they are. I knew who they were then. I know who they are today. So for that alone, they're not bench warmers for me. Um, I, I I don't I can't I can't say too much about them as far as the music goes because I don't I haven't spent enough time with anything. So, but yeah, there for that to be the case where I'm a a, a non fan and have never spent any time with the music to know who they are, then they've done something right. So they, they got to fit. And I, I kind of fall to one of this too. They got to fit in that hall of famer category just for that alone. I will revisit now. Um, we'll get some stuff on the playlist. It'll be, uh, you know, a, 
an education for, for Nate and I, which will be fun. And another thought about these guys is there's going to be people that are in the camp of they're not new metal. They're more, I mean, you could say they're, they get elements of thrash. They get, you know, they're, I've always looked at them as a uh, new metal band for the most part. I mean, they, the bands they toured with, um, I think they were on what, Roadrunner? Was that the time they came up though? Was that why you ended up playing with those with those a lot of those bands because you're kind of hitting it at in '99 or 2000? I think a lot of it had to do with the label they were on. I think they were on Roadrunner for that obsolete album. But Dino was in a few other bands before this too, so he had some you know kind of a brand name going on. But um, but you're right. I think it was a lot of who they toured with at the time, kind of in that kind of groove metal, new metal, uh, Roadrunner scene. Yeah, this was definitely a thank you liner note band that I saw, and for some yeah. reason just never fully gave attention to. But um, and I think Tuan, uh, Tuan, the show you're thinking of, they opened for uh, uh, Slipknot at that Worcester show at the Palladium. Uh, I missed that one. Okay, yeah, I think they were on that bill. I could have sworn that they were on that bill. Hmm. But um, well, I mean that's Roadrunner. That makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. All right, we ready for another one? Yeah, let's spin it again. Sweet. All right, she's See. spinning now. So yeah, that's all that'll right. be fun. We'll get we'll get a song or two on the playlist from Fear Factory to teach us all a lesson. Ooh, just missed, just missed <laughs> one and gave us drowning pool. Drowning pool. <laughs> and apparently they're on there twice, so it's now they're gone. <laughs> um, drowning pool. Okay, yeah, this is an interesting one for me because bodies is a everybody knows bodies, right? That song mm-hmm. was absolutely massive. Um, and people still know it today because it gets played in a bunch of different places, um, whether it be at a football game or wherever. The lead singer passed, right? The one who sang Bodies. He's yep. no longer with them, but they're still a band. Mm-hmm. Am I correct in saying that? I think they are. I'd have to look at, yeah. look that up. Yeah, uh, they, they were, were for, for a while, while after. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I think in the moment, they're all stars. I don't think they had enough, even though they probably stuck around a little longer than I cared to pay attention. They really hit with bodies and and there's another song off that album that was kind of big on the radio, but bodies was so big. Uh, it was oh, just it, yeah, that might be yep. it. Yep, is that the name of the album too? That was the name of the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, so, yeah. yeah, for me, I think they're I think they're all stars because of I mean this is this is a situation where they they would have been like a one hit wonder all star too, right? Mm-hmm. Just because that song, but I think they're a new metal all star too. Interesting, interesting. Um, I'm going to go, I mean, I didn't really know a whole lot about this band, similar to Fear Factory, other than that single, to be honest, or those two singles, and I never saw them live. And I don't think, actually, this is one of the few albums out of this whole 50-band list on this new metal spin the wheel that I, I never bought the album, so I actually de- never never even dove into the album in the first place. But um, yeah, I know the singer died, and I uh, saw a different band, Il Nino, live once. And I guess the singer from that band, Christian, and the singer from uh, from Dranny Pool were, were good friends. So, you know, I remember him always referencing him and the live performances and whatnot. But um, I'd have to go, uh, and I hate to say it for someone that passed away too, but probably Benchwarmer just because, again, it's I'm not fully versed in what they were doing. And uh, even when I heard it, I was like, huh, this is like, it definitely seemed like a radio song. Like, all right, this is like a radio song. It's a radio can band. I, can I take issue with this real quick? Yeah, yeah, I need to. I have to. You just—you've <laughs> never listened to Fear Factory, and you gave them Hall of Famer status, and you're gonna give <laughs> Drowning Pool a benchwarmer, and you know the song Bodies, which is everywhere. <laughs> uh, that blows me away, man. Yeah, no, true. I mean, I, I'm basically, you know, 
just following the lead on Antoine with the uh, the legacy of Fear Factory because I know that they've been you know they've had that name brand recognition and whatnot. But yeah, no, good point. I feel like I'm kind of a don't change it, sh- leave it. No, yeah, stick I'm with it. Man. Stick with it. Yeah, don't I'm do a, it. I don't. I'm, I'm not sheeple. trying to change your mind. Just <laughs> just calling you out. That's all. <laughs> no, and likely so, and rightfully so. But um, yeah, for for I mean, it's like one of those like hard decisions because it's like I don't really have a full it's like voting like if you don't know the politician like i really can't give you an honest opinion other than eh, i've seen him on ads but would i vote for them i don't know so for me <laughs> i did buy this album sinner in 2001 and it was one of those like 6.99 bull moose uh albums when it came out i don't think i ever really liked them and it's not to be negative i just i remember buying that album and probably because it was cheap uh but I, I did see them they were on the jägermeister music tour at the um, State Theater in 01 or 02, Cold Chamber, Il Nino, and Tree. So I kind of went, to be honest with you, for those three openers. To me, it's funny. I, I did some research. They they started in 96, but to me, they translate as an industry plant. Like this, to me, is the new metals popping. Find a band that you can mold the single for, and you got bodies. Mm-hmm. And I think it's almost like the... the um, you know, if you look at a band like Edema, how they had the association with Corn, how that could have possibly benefited them or hurt them. I think Bodies killed any chance this band had of being pretty good. And they might be good. Like, they have seven, six albums, seven albums. I've heard one of them, so who am I to say? But that Sinner album, I'm not going to revisit it. And it's not a negative thing. It's just, for me, they're probably a six-man. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that. I could, I could get on board with that. Um, my thought is so they probably got more runway because of that song and were able to continue to make music as a touring act or whatever they uh, they were after the fact, um, even with a different lead singer because of that song. So I would argue that the song, yeah, maybe it pigeonholed them a little bit. Maybe from like a metal purist perspective. Yes, I would agree with that. But yeah. as far mm-hmm. as being viable as a band, I think it gave them more runway. Oh, that band's still cashing checks right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For yeah. that song? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing with that song, too, is like the bad press is good press thing, because that came out like around 9-11, right? And they actually mm-hmm. pulled yeah. that song. Yep. They pulled that song from the radio because it seemed controversial at the time. Yep. Um, with the towers going down. So it's like one of those weird bad press is good press. I feel like, you know, the song became bigger because it was in the press is like, oh, this is, you know, this is bad. This is, we shouldn't, you shouldn't listen to this. Yeah. Kind of like a Marilyn Manson type thing. We are talking about Manson earlier. Like, you know, Manson's the reason Columbine happened. Well, no, not at all. He's a scapegoat. If you want to do right. that, you know, but, and so. Good point, Nate. I, I hadn't, hadn't thought of that. Mm-hmm. So Tone, I'm going to backpedal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This band is still massive. It's because of that. I assume because of that, they get that song. It's got to be this song. Yep. Their monthly Spotify listeners are 2.2 million. What? Are you shitting me? <laughs> Which is wow. unbelievable. And they've had a recent release this uh, 2016. 2016. Oh, four years ago. Okay. So they're still going. Yeah. So that single took them a long way. Yeah. It, it definitely gave them more um, more runway. Like 2.2 <laughs> million. That's crazy. That's a, I would not have guessed that at all. So mm-hmm. they're... I'm 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 sticking with my all star. I think they're an all star, and actually, for some people, they're probably a hall of famer, which is crazy. For context, Fear Factory has a quarter of that, six hundred thousand. Wow! Damn, 
That's and six hundred K is a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, it is. Month, especially for a band, um, you know, not super mainstream like that. I never heard a Fear Factory song on the radio. No, no. Bodies you heard everywhere for quite a while. Yeah, that was a good one. I like that one. All right, we ready for another one? Yeah, let's do it. Yep. Spinning, spinning. Yeah, these um, you never know what you're gonna get. That's the best part about this. It just kind of. Oh, we might. Oh, we just missed him again. <laughs> oh, shit. Saliva. Saliva. Oh, not, a, wow. not, a, not a joke this time the either. The punching bag of the Patio Slave podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Who wants to lead off? Nate, you, you lead this one off. I want to hear your take on this one. Oh, man. All right. So, Saliva, similar to um, Drowning Pool, I felt like was another like industry plant type band, had a, a, a solid you know, lead single that hit all the right notes. You know, it was catchy enough to work into commercials and everything. And basically, that's the only thing you remember from that band <laughs> is that single. And uh, again, was never really a big fan. It just, it always seemed a little cliche um, at the time and still to this day. I mean, I don't listen to that them, unfortunately, or fortunately. <laughs> so, I, yeah, like you said, it's the punching band, punching bag band of the podcast because it is just, it seems so like, you know smash mouthy like okay this is just something that i can make a joke out of um again we don't want to be negative <laughs> negative on this podcast but uh never bought the album i know they toured with uh one of our favorites on this podcast head pe and i didn't go to that show but i heard everyone went for head pe and left after saliva came on <laughs> well yeah, if you're so, going for head pe you're not going for saliva and vice yeah. versa <laughs> yeah and that just shows you the the bills that get put together like oh rap rock rap rock perfect yeah this works yeah. Do you want to go 20 or you want me to go? I'll go. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, I'll bet yeah, Nate. You bench warmer, Nate? Yeah. All right. Go ahead, Twan. All right. I'll, I'll lead with the punchline here. For me, they're bench warmers uh, slash six man. Mm-hmm. I think you nailed it, Nate. Like, they are the smash mouth of this genre. And I just, everything screams industry plan, formulaic. Lead with the aggressive single, click, click, boom, but then come back with. You forget your disease. That was the first single. Oh, that's right. Your disease, yeah. Your disease, yeah. And that got radio play. Yeah. And this, and this is another band where, like, uh, we one thing we do on this podcast, we take music serious, but we don't take ourselves serious. Like the joke's yeah, on know. us. They have two million monthly listeners on Spotify. Like, wow. we're in the Nate and I are in the minority because <laughs> yeah. people dig this this band. Um, but for me, are they going to be revisited in twenty years? No, they're. Six man bench warmers. So mm-hmm. I think they're a six man and they they're bordering on all star for the genre. For the genre. Hey Even now you're just, an all star. Yeah, right? Exactly. Um and maybe I'm looking kind of dumb with my finger and my thumb <laughs> and my forehead. But I, <laughs> no, I your disease is a big song. Click click boom is obviously a big song. I mean everybody remembers that one. It's still being used in things today. Um yeah. Hollywood was good. Um, I like the the song with Chad Kroger for Spider Man Hero. I thought that was a good song. I mean, she did like that song. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I'm 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 <laughs> leaning towards All Star Man if for the genre. For Overall, the genre. yeah, they're probably an industry plant. They're probably a band that, you know, helped to like let's let's mold these guys into uh, a thing we can make some money off of. But like you said, people are still digging it now. So you know, two million monthly listeners. That's nuts. That's crazy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna you know, say All Star. Saliva's an all-star. And let's call back to the uh, episode with Rob Riccatelli, the radio DJ. What episode mm-hmm. was that? 17. 17? 17. He uh, interviewed, was it Josie Scott? 
Mm-hmm. Said he was a mm-hmm. sweetheart. Said he was the nicest yeah. guy. Yeah. You can't hate that. No. no that's awesome. That's, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they they came through a couple times. They played the Holiday Bazaar. They played a few other things. Yeah, well deserved for the, the positivity on, on Josie Scott. And I was going to say, like, it's funny that everyone knows that name, Josie Scott. It's mm-hmm. like, are we even, like, that big of nerds? Like, we, we all know <laughs> this name, Josie Scott. As soon as we're upset, it, we're like, oh, yeah, Josie Scott, yeah, celebrity, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's why they're all stars. They might even yeah. be now. You're now you're making a case for Hall of Famers. I know he's like a Gene Simmons. Like everyone knows Gene Simmons. Everyone knows. I, I don't know if he's quite Josie Gene Scott. Simmons, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go back to uh, the bandicap episode. Mm. Saliva's a bandicap. See, I think it's not. I think it's the other way around. Oh, I think that name stinks. Maybe in 2020. I think you're right in 2020 <laughs> with COVID. Yeah, <laughs> saliva. I mean, come on. Man. Is click click boom metal therapy or heavy therapy? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Click click boom is like roll the windows down. You know, feeling good, feel good mood booster. Yeah, Fourth of July, America yeah. rules. Yeah. yeah, modern block weekend on WCYY. Uh, yeah, that saliva. Yeah, I, I can see both sides of that actually. Um, saliva isn't the greatest name ever, um, but I think it fits in the. I think it fits in the new metal genre for sure. Yeah. Oh, man, another good one. We've we've had some good ones here. All right, we ready for another one? I, I want to get a GOAT Hall of Famer. Yeah, let's get a GOAT. Uh, we got one coming. I'm sure we big get one money. coming. It's going to be right here. It'll probably be Saliva. Oh, wait, we just did that. Big money, big money. <laughs> nope. Uh, Power Man 5,000. I'm going to go ahead and venture a guess. Not a GOAT. <laughs> Not a GOAT. What was the big song? Worlds Collide? Yeah, yep. when Worlds Collide. Yeah, that song was huge, but that was, what, 20? That was... 99, 2000? That was a while ago. And the singer was Spider? Yep. Rob Zombie's brother or something? Oh, is yeah, it? I was gonna, yeah, I was going to say more nepotism in the industry with Rob Zombie and his brother uh, oh, for shit. this band. Um, yeah, Tonight the Stars Revolt. That was the the breakthrough. And I think they'd been around for a while. I'd have to look at their catalog, which I'm kind of doing now. But I think they'd been around. Yeah, the first album was 94. Oh, wow. wow. So they're 25, 27 years old, 28 years old probably. That's crazy. Um, for me, wow. Benchwarmer. Uh, I never, never got into them. New Worlds Collide wasn't really a fan. Didn't do much for me. <laughs> Can I make a comment? Do you guys remember Can't Hardly Wait? The movie. Yeah, dude. Yep. I just my wife and I were talking about this an hour and a half ago. Ooh. Yes, I do. I love that movie. You remember Seth Green's character? <laughs> I do remember Seth Green's character. He reminds me of Kenny, Spider from uh, Kenny Power Man. <laughs> it was Kenny oh, something, he's, right? He's wearing the goggles. He's wearing the he's goggles. Wearing the goggles. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> reminds me of uh, Spider in this era, like on the cover of Tonight the Stars are Vold, he's wearing those ski goggles. <laughs> and he kind of looks like him. Oh, boy. For me, they're bench warmers. They, I mean, I think they paid their dues. Like they didn't reap the all the benefits from being Rob Zombie's brother. But then like, could you name actually I, I was gonna say could you name one other song outside of when worlds collide and i can name bombshell remember that drop the bombshell mm, yeah i think oh, i well. do now now that you say yeah. that yep but yeah they're but they're bench warmers sorry guys um can you look up their spotify metrics i just want to see now because i mean i i i agree too mainly because i didn't check them out a whole lot but i knew that one song <laughs> wow almost a million nine hundred thousand damn I mean, can you believe that? Who who are the people that are listening to this <laughs> stuff right now? That's what I want to know. We love you guys. We love you guys. You're listening to us, hopefully. And I mean, we're doing an episode on it, so we're into it too. I mean, it's funny yeah. though because it's it's clearly the single, and it's being put in playlists like we're doing, and that just gets that constant spin and tally. We'll, we'll pick a different yeah. song. 
yeah, I'll <laughs> switch it up. Deep cut all day. That's great. Yeah, I, I'm going to go bench warmer. I mean, I just never got into them. It's very similar to Fear Factory, but I just, I didn't even like that song that much. And I remember no. like thinking like, I remember thinking like, oh, I really like Static X. This seems like a Static X like yes. rip off. It, yeah, very much you're so. right. You know? They just dropped a new album two weeks ago. Really? Yes. Oh, They're still a band. Yep. Still a band. Crazy. Yeah, I, I think consensus bench warmer for us, unfortunately. Sorry, guys. Yeah. But hey, and, uh, people keep listening. And the bench, the bench warmer thing's so funny too, because when you think about it, or previous pre-COVID days in terms of like venues they're playing, they're like that band that's always playing like, I don't know, Hampton Beach Casino, I guess, as like the opener, like six shows out of the summer. They're just kind of like a, a house band kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Not necessarily has been, just kind of like readily available. Hey, so. they're still they're they're still making making it work as a as a band in 2020, which is crazy. They just put an album out, so yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. Good for them. Yeah, good for them. It's awesome. All right, we spin it again. Yeah, let's do it. All right, cool. We got another one coming on the way. Ooh, come on, big money. Oh, I, I, ooh, ooh. This, I was hoping ooh. we'd get this one. Oh, Limp wow. biscuit. L I M P biscuit is right here. Yep. <laughs> Introducing. Yep. <laughs> Chocolate starfish. Uh, who wants to lead off? I have a feeling we're going to disagree, and I love it. I yeah. think I know where this is going. Um, Nate, you be the mediator and go first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is awesome. Uh, Nate's going to agree with me, man. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you're right. About it. Limp, Limp Biscuit will always be referred as like the new metal, like cliche. It's why new, some people either love new metal or hate new metal because Limp Biscuit quantifies as like the band that has that separation it's like you either hate them or you love them i love them i love the i love my biscuit not gonna lie i don't care it tarnishes my my image <laughs> street cred they have great music yeah and uh in, in fact uh, we were listening to soulfly earlier and some of these bands and that that track with fred durst like in his heyday uh during like three dollar bill y'all so um yeah i mean great i mean west borland's one of my favorite guitarists Fred Durst during the $3 bill era was, you know, in a different, on a different planet. So those grassroots and obviously they kind of, you know, had their ups and downs like anything, but uh, collectively uh, I love their music. I still think a lot of it's timeless and <laughs> me and Tone, like we ride for it. I'll tell I'll let you speak for yourself, but uh, I'm going to we'll go. We'll let Tuan uh, go first, but yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I got, I got yeah. things to say. I got, I got agreements to have. So Nate, what's your, uh, your rating? For new metal, I guess the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they definitely, you know, love or hate kind of define what new metal represents, which is the breakdowns, the rap rock, the, you know, I don't know, just the money being thrown around in the industry at the time. I mean, Limp Bizkit was crazy huge at the time, right? So, mm-hmm. so what do you think, Juan? A little hybrid. We're going to disagree on this one. Um, for <laughs> me, if I think of GOAT as the Mount Rushmore, they're, they're not on it. And they're not a fringe. Mm-hmm. They're, they're top 10, and I think for them, the first half of their catalog, I can get with. The back half, it's like, come on, guys, just just give it up. Like results When results may vary dropped, I was like, all right, move on. And again, this is another one where the joke's on me because they have six and a half million yep. monthly listeners. I can see that. And I'm, I'm not coming across as a hater because $3 bill, y'all, untouchable. Significant other is great um chocolate starfish is good to great for me they're hall of famers and probably first ballot and i know that's kind of a goat 
term is first ballot, but I think they are mm-hmm. first ballot. I mean, they're going to get in. They they miss the goat though. They miss the Mount Rushmore. I can think of four other bands that are in that over them. Hmm. What you got, Tom? What you got? What you got uh, coming? I I I'm I'm putting them on uh, as far as new metal goes. They're they're Mount Rushmore. They're they're goat. Yeah. And I I hear what you're saying. You're right. The results may vary. Terrible. New mm. old songs. Terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, the, there are songs on Chocolate Starfish that are just not good. Um, Gold yeah. Gold Cobra had some songs on it that I liked. Had some a tracks. Couple years back, yeah, had some tracks. And he wore a Rondo jersey, a Celtics Rondo jersey in the video. So, oh, that's right. oh yeah, I'm down for that all day being a Celtics fan. So, um, <laughs> but the three dollar bill, significant other, Chocolate Starfish, three album run, fits our three album run segment for us, uh, yeah, which we talked we talked about way back in the day. That is, there are just so many good tracks. And Chocolate Starfish gets, gets hated on because of Roland and a couple others. Like, Hot Dog is stupid because he mm-hmm. just says fuck every other word. But <laughs> there are some really, really good songs on that album. Boiler and uh, the song with Wild and Hold On. Oh, that song is so oh, good. Yeah. Nate, we listened to that last two weeks ago, too. Yeah, um, great song. Uh, it's just, there's some really, their, their, uh, their highs are higher than most bands in this genre. That's why I think. They're a goat. What do you guys think is their most streamed song on Spotify? Hmm. Break stuff, maybe? Yeah, break stuff would be a good one. Um, it's either that or Nookie. Faith. It's Roland. <laughs> that oh, was my man. second guess. I was thinking Nookie. Fucking Roland. Yeah, Nookie would be Or break too. stuff. Wow. Well, here's, an inter- here's an interesting take. You know, that's like one of their worst songs. And that's where they're getting the metrics from. And that's where, like, you know, as much as we want to hate the labels, if it's all about making money, Clearly, they know what they're doing because that song's number one on Spotify, and that's what's continuing that uh that payroll. But yeah. um, you know, but if they kept the ethos of like three dollar bill throughout those three albums, they, I mean, they'd be way smaller. For um, better, or for they would have been different. I'm not sure if they would have been yeah. smaller. They would have been different. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, there's some rawness on three dollar bill that you don't get after that album at all. Like, yeah. listen, the goals in the stuck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Holy shit. There's some there's some stuff there. Um and you're right, Borland. I love Borland too. Good good point, Nate. I forgot to bring him up. Um he just I mean, I like Black Light Burns, which is his one of his other bands. Um yeah. yeah. They're goat they're goat for Fantastic me. Fantastic band. It's so funny though, Nate. Like you say like the labels know what they're doing. And it's so true. It's like mm-hmm. the the joke is on me, who's the Roland contrarian, because clearly like the machine pumped out Roland. And it spoke to people. It it's, uh, has over 211 million streams on Spotify. Like, wow. the labels are doing what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a yeah. lot. That's, yeah, that's a lot. That's the, that's the McNugget of that band. You know, it's like <laughs> a shitty song, but it sells. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> It's right. mass produced. Yeah, that's, a good point. that's a good way to put it. I the like cheap that. single that gets you in the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Tangent. Tuan was in a McNugget off. How did you try to eat? 50 of them? Uh, I ate 27 nuggets in like 10 minutes or something and came in last place. Oh, God. How many did you? Oh, well, at least you came in last. I actually have more respect for you now. Uh, who, what was the winning number? Uh, 51, but there was a tie. So they went into a nugget off, which is like <laughs> I eat one, you eat one, and then a nug off. Whoever ends up in a coma first loses. Uh, they're both still with us today, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. Who was it? Settler and someone else, right? Uh, I think he <laughs> lost in the championship. Yeah, Setla, our we've our much esteemed producer who is uh, sitting over in the corner right now, smiling at me. Um, yeah, yep, Setla did that. <laughs> oh man, 
if you guys want to redo this competition, I feel like I have a strong, I'm a strong contender. At, at our age, though, I mean, yeah. maybe when Trust I was 24. Me. You think you can do it? Eat. Yeah, you do like to eat, Nate. I can give I, you that. I don't want to eat pink slime. Trust me. It's just I like the I like the challenge. I think that's in the burgers, but it probably is also in the nuggets. Yeah, that's white slime. Oh, it's definitely different. In the nuggets. <laughs> All right, yeah. tangent. tangent. <laughs> uh, spinning the wheel again as we <laughs> wrap up the tangent of the chicken McNuggets. <laughs> All right, here we go. Limp, Who we limp, got? Oh, there. There's another one, the Deftones. Oh, nice. We never talk about this band. So this is <laughs> no, <really> nice. no. <laughs> I don't even know who they are. They have, an, they have a song coming out in about 40 minutes. Yep. <laughs> Tone, you uh, go first, Deftones. They, okay, so I guess the question for me is, are they new metal? Um, mm-hmm. they, um, they're definitely a goat band for me, but they're just a goat band for me in general. Um, there's just so many good songs. So many good albums. They're a band that I'm always interested in what they're doing. I hear, oh, new Deftones. Okay, I'm in. Um, new song comes out at midnight. Like, I'll probably step and listen to it. Like, it's just that they're a goat band for me. I, I just, there's too much good there for me to be. Even some of the, the misses weren't that bad um, as far as stuff goes. But I think they've gotten better as they've, they've gone along. Um, we all ride for White Pony, which is 20 years old this year, but... Um, 10 years ago, Diamond Eyes, and I love that album. And then Koi, uh, Koi came out, what, f- six years ago, five years ago? I fucking love that album. So, yeah, it's they're just uh, they're an all-time band for me. I think they're a GOAT. Well, shoot. <laughs> After talking about Limp Bizkit, it's like, man, this is, this is tough because they really are Mount Rushmore. Um, but to your point, Tone, I don't know if they're new metal. I mean, they're definitely lumped. They're always lumped in, into the new metal category so i guess it validates just from popular opinion alone i mean i think of deftones especially our our fandom for them as a band it's like it's for our generation it's almost like our black flag it's like oh shit they were so like they're still so true to what they what they stand for well i guess black flag's a bad example from where they are today but you know they weren't really cool until later and it was definitely like kind of a small crowd that that really endorsed them and i think that's why they played you know smaller venues forever they never really did the whole arena thing um except for a few tours so to be a fan of the deftones you were like you kind of like were in the know yeah their music's timeless their style's amazing you know the fact that the vocalist has a a full-on singing voice and scream as well is like that perfect i mean that kind of represents what new metal is i guess that you know mixture of you know super crazy screaming but also melodic and all the different elements that make new metal what it is so i guess we have to say deftones is new metal but um yeah mount mount rushmore for sure for deftones it's it's undeniable for me and for uh, i guess you too tim yeah definitely i mean they're they're top three band all time for me and i mean if, if you look at the catalog adrenaline is a new new metal album i mean it mm-hmm. came out in they that era there, right the sound is new metal and then parts of um Mm-hmm. around the fur i think when you get to white pony back to school that's a new metal song but they hate that fucking song if yeah. you talk well and that was an after the fact right? and that was an after the fact that was yeah. the label saying like uh, you need a single mm-hmm. but if you listen to interviews with chino and stuff like they always try to distance themselves from new metal they never wanted to be lumped into it because they, they've kind of viewed it as throwaway music yeah and you know when and also when you listen to those interviews you hear how they were influenced by 
uh, far and hum and the cure and things like that mm-hmm. were like, I mean, I don't hate on like, I don't know, one side zero, but I don't think they had the same influences. I think they're just cut from a different cloth. Like Chino mm-hmm. loved bad brains. He loved all that stuff, uh, just a different influence. And I think it comes through in the music and it's why they're still here. 20, no, they were 89 or 30 years later. That's crazy. Well, the new album wow. coming out next week. <laughs> yeah. So first ballot, mm-hmm. top of the goat list. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so stoked for that new album. And there's a new song. Yeah, what, what are you taking say? next Pretty Friday soon? off? I am taking next Friday off. Um, the nice. song comes out. The, yeah, the new song and video comes out at midnight Eastern. So about a half an hour. Sweet. As we <laughs> trudged along here through the new metal jungle late night. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Spinning it again. Here we go. All right, we got yep. coming at you real quick, Spine Shank. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a letdown after Deftones, not going to lie. Oh, man. I only know one song by them, and I couldn't tell you the name of it. I could tell you it if it came on. So I'm I'm going to go ahead and say Benchwarmer, but that's just. <laughs> it's probably New Disease off Height of Callousness. Yes. yes. Yep. Wow. That, that was on like Sean Palmer Pro Snowboarder or something, and that's why I knew it. Holy crap. Wow. Good memory once again. <laughs> I only had this album by them, and I'm looking at their catalog, and they probably had one before and one after. I mean, pretty short career here. They were kind of in that static XE kind of sound, and this is super nerdy. But the CD booklet, the, yeah, the booklet to the CD had a very distinct smell. I mean, we always talk about Rage Against the Machine, uh, Battle of L.A. smells like baseball cards. This one, I can I can almost smell it right now. It was like just a unique smell. It's like you open it up, you're at the CD store, you open it up, and you're like, okay, definitely a new CD. Um, they're a six-man. I think there's some that still hold them in a certain tier, which I can't get down with. But I wouldn't, at the same time, I wouldn't dismiss them. I don't think they're bench warmers. I think they're six-man. They're not all-stars. I mean, no one's checking out no 20 year olds checking out spine shank in 2020 right or are they maybe the spotify <laughs> metrics tell tell us differently 281,000 <laughs> which is more okay. than i would have thought but yeah it's still so surprising yeah spotify's just beeping man. the numbers here I, I don't believe any of this shit yeah <laughs> seriously man <laughs> that's why they're they're worth 54 billion and i'm putting in quotation marks Spine shank. Um, yeah, mine's pretty simple on this one. It's definitely bench warmer because again, I didn't give a whole lot of time of day to this one. Um, uh, which it kind of shows to like where we were at. Like some bands I would give all the time of day and then some I just wouldn't. And uh this was one of the ones that kinda got passed over. And even the stuff I heard, I was like, oh, it's it's okay. But I'm not like super stoked on it. So for that reason, bench warmer, but to your point, tone earlier, like maybe they're you know, Mount Rushmore style. I just haven't given them the full time of day. I just got to listen to the albums. Yeah, that and that's easy to do, especially with, I mean, if you look at, if you can see the wheel right now, there's still another 40-something bands sitting here, so. Yeah. And this was just one time frame, so it's crazy. I know, seriously. Are they a band that overcame their terrible name? That's that's a baddie cap. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's a tough name. I never really thought about it until now. It's like, it, it, it's a bad name. I mean, they overcame yeah. it, and it's, it is what it is, but it's just not a great name. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. I mean, that's a new metal thing right there. Is like most new metal names are pretty bad. Yeah, so the ones a lot that of made bad. it. At least they spelled it right. I mean, that's a. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. 
All right, I'm Limp spinning Bizkit. the wheel again. Limp Biscuit's one of the worst names ever. It's not a great name. I would agree with that. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Mudvayne. Oh, nice. <laughs> ah, all right. <laughs> Nate, where's Mudvayne from? You remember this from a couple weeks back. <laughs> <laughs> Peoria, Illinois? Is that, is yeah, that right? Yes, that's right. Exactly. Peoria. Yep. A little Where Wikipedia. Tw- episode 25 guest, also from Peoria, Illinois. Yeah, he's like the hood. I'm like, oh, Mudvayne. Um, I think uh, there's. I know there's gonna be disagreement on this one because I know that I ride for this band. Um, I always, I always liked what they did, and I know that there was always a little bit of a, you know, comparison with them and uh, Slipknot because they came up, and also kind of got a, a helping hand from the guys in Slipknot. Um, and beyond that, I mean, it's kind of obvious that they definitely went the makeup route with the costumes and everything for LD50, the first uh, or the first mainstream uh, major release from uh, from Mudvayne. But man, I always loved their uh, rhythm section. Uh, section, you know, their drummer's phenomenal, and uh, their bassist is phenomenal. And the guitarist is—they're just all great. And then Chad, the singer, eventually went on to uh, start Hell Yeah, right? Yeah. Vinnie Paul yep. Yep. from Pantera, and some of the guys from Nothing Face, and uh, always appreciated his style too. Is like really uh, speaking of Rage Against the Machine that we always talk about, like seems like he's like plugging his nose when he's singing. It's <laughs> mm, yep. like this na- nasally type uh, vocal thing that's going on. I'm not really sure what it is. And he also sings, goes in these rhythms where he like sings like a like 100 miles an hour. Just like I can't keep up yeah. with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great music for working out, uh, lifting weights and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I really like LD50 and I really like uh, End of All Things to Come. I was obsessed with. So uh, let's see. I want to say for me. Probably, hmm, what's the one below? Uh, Hall of Famer. Rushmore? Hall, Hall of Famer. I'll go Hall of Famer on them, yeah. I think that, you know, they broke up, but uh, if they got back together, there might be a splash. And I'm sure they have some pretty strong Spotify uh, listenership. Yeah, I mean, they're still well thought of today. Um, mm-hmm. And LD50 is 20 this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Another, another amazing. I mean, the year 2000 produced some friggin' nuts albums. And uh, mm-hmm. Mudvayne being right there with with those, I would put them in that same category. Nate, I I might say that they're they're like Robert Ori. They're like they're they're probably a Hall of Famer, but I wouldn't be shocked if they don't make it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's yep. the type of band. Like they're, they're like right on the cusp of being a Hall of Famer. I wouldn't call them first ballot for me, but they did have some some bangers of songs, and um, those albums that you mentioned are great. And it's funny you mentioned Hell Yeah. Hell yeah, it was just made to be played in strip clubs, right? I mean, that's what, that's what yeah. that was for. It's yeah, it's like a straight up uh, party yeah. band. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good for them for doing that. I mean, that's a smart move. It's a smart play. Uh, but yeah, that's that's uh, it's the first thing that I thought of when you said hell yeah. Like oh yeah, the strip club band. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what Buck Cherry always wanted to be. <laughs> Might have actually tarnished the Mudvayne brand name for that reason, because it was like, oh, shit, you had like this really good thing going on. But I mean, not that yeah. Hell Yeah is terrible, but it's not a real band. I mean, it's a tribute to the party lifestyle, essentially. So the first time I ever heard this band was MTV2. I think it was Buzzworthy videos Dig. Uh, mm-hmm. for Dig. Yep. And it was like, nice. at the time, you're like, this is a wannabe Slipknot, because Slipknot had broken through at that point, 99, yeah. 2000. So you're like, this is a Slipknot wannabe band but then you get into their history and they they started in like 96 or something yeah so they'd been been out a while 
I never connected with this band. I did buy LD50, and that's kind of where it ended for me. One thing I can appreciate is I think it's all original members to this day or whenever they broke up, 2010 or something like that. It was the same group the whole way, which is super rare for 15 years. Uh, For me, they're an all-star. They're not a Hall of Famer. They're fringe, I would say, but for me personally, Mm -hmm. all-star. Nice. All right, we got a couple more in us, I think. Yeah, we got a few more, yeah. One or two more. Let's let's do one here. Let's see what we get. This could be, I mean, there's some heavy hitters left. Ooh. Ooh, orgy. Orgy. <laughs> All right, bandicap. How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> another another bandicap. I think new metal should have just been called bandicap. <laughs> so, orgy, what was it? They had was it Blue Monday was the big song? Yeah, the cover. The cover yeah. off um, yeah. Candy Ass. And they had another song or two, but I don't remember much else. They had Stitches um, and then... Um, Stitches, yeah, Stitches. Stitches is actually a good song. Vapor Transmission I... was... Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Dreams in Digital. Fiction. Yes. Oh, wow. Yep. So yep. these guys, these these guys were like a new wave band that came out during new metal, right? Yeah. yeah. They really could have fit in the late 80s with the, a Cure-sounding type or... Or, or um, in that in that vein, um, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have done it as well as the Care, but you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, they, I think they're like, in, in the new metal genre for the time, they're probably a six man for me. Um, they had, you know, three or four really big songs that were really kind of jumped off at the time, but they wouldn't. I mean, no one's listening to them now, right? <laughs> You're gonna pull up the, the metrics, and it's gonna be two two million a month. But my yeah. thought is that there's, there's not a lot of people checking orgy out today. Half a million compared to <laughs> that's crazy a month. Yeah. Oh man, that's crazy to me. Wow. I, I swear Spotify's pumping these numbers. Take a zero off all these things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, God. I'd say six six man or so, just because they had some hits. Yeah. Jeez. Um. I think I'm going to agree with you on the six man thing. Orgy again was kind of off my radar for the most part. They were playing a lot of bills with, you know, I think they played family values tour, right? They did. Yep. Um, 98. And did they come to Maine with corn? I think for that one of the tours that came up here. I think they did. They played um, the holiday bazaar one year. Okay. Did that's what really? it was. And then I think they played the stained show in 98, 99 at the asylum. Mm, wow. So I think I'm thinking of the Civic Center show, and I remember it being a pretty, pretty good live show. So that's always that always says something. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, yeah, it just kind of, kind of passed me by. And um, it's fun. Tone, your comparison's so funny because I as as soon as you said that, industry plant type, uh, you know, band, I was like, they're like the vines, like the skinny tie of new metal. <laughs> you know, like they're all, yeah, wearing the same thing and everything. Kind of funny. So, yeah, I wasn't wasn't big on them to be completely honest. So I'd say between you know Bench Warmer and Six Man mainly because they had Blue Monday was huge, and I you know I like that song, the original song. So yeah, didn't really do it for me a whole lot. Yeah, I had Candy Ass, I had Vapor Transmission, and then mm-hmm. I was just looking it up. They had another album after that, which I never really got into. Maybe a couple others. Um, you know what's surprising about this band is when I look on eBay for gold records, I swear every time there's like a new one. Like, so obviously Candy Ass went gold. Yep. Which <laughs> which I get because that it got a lot of radio pl- radio play and I think it got MTV play. For me, they're a six man. 
They're not quite bench warmer. They're definitely not an all star mm-hmm. of new metal. Mm-hmm. Six man orgy, take it to yep. the bank. I would agree. Yep, we're all kind of in the same mode there. Yeah. All right, we want to do one more. Uh, let's do let's do three. Three more. Let's do two more. Yeah. Two more. All right. Or I don't we're know. We'll, we'll see where we go. Let's we'll see where we'll we get go. this one. Yeah, right. we get at you least one. Up for maybe the two. Maybe two. Oh boy, a big, a heavy hitter, Lincoln Park. Oh shit. Oh my. <laughs> that this is a big one. This is a big one. Um, who wants to lead off? One of you guys. Cause I I gotta oh, think I'll about it. it. Mm. I'll do it. Uh, these guys are goats. Okay. They're they're on the the new metal Mount Rushmore. They have mm. been around for 28, 20, 20, 25 years, twenty four years, something like that. Um, Hybrid Theory is twenty this year. Hybrid Theory was an absolute behemoth of a record when it came out. Uh, you didn't know some. You didn't know anybody that didn't have it in their car. Like it was what it was. We were in high school. We were sophomores in high school, I think, when that came out, and everybody had it. And then I remember when they their second album was just a remix album of Hybrid Theory because of how big Hybrid Theory was. Reanimation. And I remember. Yeah, I remember going to get it with you, Tuan, and Setla, and our buddy Ian. And li- it was a summer day, and we're just going to your house, Tuan, in the basement, hanging out, throwing it on, and just listening to it. Like that was our first listening party. Hell yeah. So the party of Slate podcast started and was born out <laughs> 20 years later. <laughs> yeah. So they, it, it was just, and that's 20 years ago, but then they continue to put out pretty good music from then to now. Um, even, you know, 10 years ago, I think a thousand sons came out recently. It was the 10 year anniversary of that. And there's some good songs on that record. I am the first two albums are kind of where I live with it. Uh, you know, it's of a time for me. It's a, it's a high school era. Uh, sophomore year, senior year, high school type stuff, but they—you can't deny how big they were and still kind of are. Even though, um, you know, rest in peace, Chester. They—they they were a massive, massive band and still are pretty big to this day. And I bet they have a lot of monthly listens on Spotify if you pull that up to one. But they're nineteen million. Yeah, that's Damn. nuts. There you go. That's nuts. <laughs> that's crazy. Wow. Yeah, Lincoln Park. Holy crap! I can't believe that album came out twenty years ago. They kind of, you know, as big as they became, they definitely like had the gradual success because they were playing the small clubs. They were opening for bands like Papa Roach and, and whatnot, and then became, you know, stadium, you know, arena type status band. And uh, I was listening to Hybrid Theory today in prepara- preparation for this, and I'm like, man, this album really is good. Like, it's basically like a sing along album, you know, like it's very easy to recognize or remember these lyrics. Even with that said, for some reason, it's still pretty damn good. It's not, like, predictable. It's predictable if you know it, obviously, but it's not, like, too polished, even though it's very radio-friendly and it's, like, sequenced and there's no swearing and, and all that stuff. And one thing we talk about on this uh, podcast is the optics, Tuan, especially you. The optics for Hybrid Theory was so cool. Like yeah. All the marketing and all the posters and all the products that came out. So that remix album, and then I remember buying the DVDs, like Frat Cake, or frat party at the pancake house the or something pancake like that. Festival. The DVD. Yeah, pancake. Yeah. And even just the packaging was like so cool because it seemed like, I don't know, of the time and place kind of thing. Yeah, man. I think uh, I didn't want to give it the Hall, of, the Hall of Fame, but I think it's appropriate for what it represents in new metal. And that Hall first of fame album. Goat. Uh, I'm going to go Hall of Fame. Okay. Hall of Fame probably could be Goat. You said Goat, Tom? Yeah, I think they're Goats. They're kind of a Goat. I don't know. This might be a hybrid theory between those two. Nah, again with the hybrid theory jokes. <laughs> oh, man. Come on, what do you think? Uh, they're number four on the Mount Rushmore 
goats down. Oh, wow. They're four, and we can at the, once we get through our final spin, I say we we can get into our our personal um, Mount Rushmores. I'm curious to hear you guys's, but um, yeah, they're, they're they're goats. I mean, I think if I if I think back on their catalog, Hybrid Theory is a front to back. Mm-hmm. Reanimation yep. was that's a throwaway, but Meteora, like you talk about the optics, Nate. The optics of mm-hmm. Meteora were better than Hybrid Theory. You had the whole spray mm-hmm. paint thing, like, yep. kind of going yeah, rogue, cool. like that whole character. Like, mm-hmm. they pulled that off brilliantly. And then after that, was that Minutes to Midnight, or what was after that? Yeah, I think that was after that. And then they did Live in Texas, the live album, and probably had to fulfill a record oh, contract, yeah. like like usual. Yeah, 2007. That's kind of where I lost them. Was I think that had What I've Done. What I've Done is Meteora. Mm. No, what I've done is Minister Midnight. Oh, okay. What am I thinking of? It's Meteor. Nah, forget it. Um, Somewhere I Belong, maybe? Yep. Oh, wow. Damn, I, cre- I remember seeing these songs on uh, Napster. <laughs> but even those first two albums, I think, for the genre, are untouchable. W- with Hybrid Theory being kind of a one that supersedes genres. It transcends yep. genres. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, for me, Goat. So you think Reanimation was a throwaway? W- were there any new tracks on that? Was like, did they throw like My December on that and stuff? I can't yep. remember. My December was on there. It was a remix of My December, but yeah, remix hmm. of My December, remix of High Voltage, re- uh, EP songs. Oh, and they um, misspelled every song. Yes, they did. Yeah, that was a that was a full on new metal like record company. Let's make this look fucking Transformer on the cover. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'd have to Bullshit. listen to it back. Actually, wow, this is crazy. Black Thought was on. Yeah, Black Thought, uh, Feral Monch. Um, there were a lot of big names on that. Oh, for, High Voltage. For the time frame. Yeah, yeah, so this had some Dude. deep cuts. Go back and hmm. listen to that. You, it's not a throw. It's not a throw. I actually think it's very good. I, I still think it's very good. I'll check this out again. I mean, it, it's been probably fifteen years. Anyway, well, it, we, we're not the... even mentioning they they did the um, the mashup with Jay Z. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. That album was actually pretty sweet. It was cool. It was like it was when mashups like... were big. Yeah. Yeah, that was rad. Um, I would. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they're goats. I think I'm with you. I'm with you, Twan. They're goats. Let's do one more. All right. We'll do one more. Spin it up, Spinny. Let's go. Uh, nice. And the last one of the night. Ooh. <laughs> the band Ra. <laughs> do you Shit. call my name? Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. I'll uh, go first. Bench warmers. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and agree with you. Bench warmers. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Nate. <laughs> I'm going to go bench warmers. Isn't this disturbed? Oh, no, never mind. It's rough. <laughs> this, isn't this a bad Disturbed band? Cover band? Uh, uh, Do You Call My Name was cool. Um, Whatever. They, they were whatever. The instrumentals, yeah. like when that, the intro is fantastic. And the bass line, like the bass, the slap bass, like, Do You Call My Name? Da, 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 da. It, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I mean, yep. beyond that, I couldn't tell you another song or if they had another album. Yeah, it's a good point. I'm not sure they, that was it for me. <laughs> that one song. Spotify listens. <laughs> Who knows, man? A thousand. I, I think this is a bandicap because can't find them. Yeah, it, it it it's like not registering as a name. Yeah, so another oh, another wow. problem with who they didn't know that you were going to be searching in Spotify's <laughs> search function search yeah. engine. I'll have to put it in Raj. You call my name and back into it. Yeah, but yeah, they're um. Rah. They're not. They're bench warmers for us, unfortunately. And one one cool song. Um, yeah. That fit the, the moment, but. Yeah, they're not uh, they're not very high up there. Okay, do we want to go through our our Mount Rushmores? I think we have a couple already kind of cemented there in Deftones and Lincoln Park for Tuan mm-hmm. and I, and Deftones and Limp Bizkit for Nate and I. 
Yeah, I'll round it out. So mine was going to be Deftones, Corn, Slipknot, Linkin Park. There. For me, Mm -hmm. like, you will never convince me otherwise. Like, it's just Corn is. They're actually a band that I've gotten back into recently. Mm -hmm. And um, I actually threw on that. Was it Take a Look in the Mirror? The one with, like, um, Y'all Want a Single? Oh, yeah. Which I thought was a (laughs) terrible song. And it is. The song stinks. (laughs) The instrumentals are fucking awesome. Like I there's no shame in that. They're they're a good band. Yeah. I agree. So that's that mine. One. I listened to that song today and I was like I agree the instrumentals on that song and that actually that whole album's pretty pretty damn good. Yeah. So issues so. um untouchables are they lose me after um take a look in the mirror but mm-hmm. the first albums pff, you kidding me self-titled life is peachy follow the leader issues that's a that's a four album run. That's a four pack that's I can get behind yeah. four piece. That's for fair. Sure. Um, they don't. I've never spent enough time with them. I, I'm obviously aware of who Corn is and 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 respect what they've done and how big they are and how they're still doing it. I'd substitute them out um, for for LB as far as new metal goes. Limp Bizkit. So that's the other three. I think we agree on Deftones. You said Lincoln Park. Who was the fourth one? Slipknot. 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 Yep. So can I ask you a question? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where does Sode stand? Mm. They're they're close. See, they they're close. A lot of people think they're in that. For me, nope. Yeah, really. Yeah, I mean, Toxicity was was pretty good. Self title was pretty good. After that, I I didn't really listen to them as much. Yeah, I mean, I the uh, Hypnotize and Mesmerize I listened to some of. Um, n- you know, that should have been one album. Um, Steal this album, yeah. whatever. They're... So yeah, I I can I can see that. Yeah, Steal this album is actually pretty pretty good. But it's, I gotta go it's back. Clearly, yeah, it's clearly just a, like a collection of B sides, which is mm. cool for what it is, but it's definitely not like an album. But yeah, no, hypnotize and uh, mesmerize. I always thought listening to them, and as much as as huge as I was into them at the time, like they're just not like unified albums. So it really yeah. was like a two album band. They should they probably were supposed to break up after that second album. Yep. So yeah, but it sucks because the first albums, I mean, the first self titled albums, and just so amazing. On toxicity um, is unassailable. Too. So I mm-hmm. love, I fucking love toxicity. It's a great record. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, they don't. They they would probably be on their name alone. They're probably Hall of Famers. Yeah. But they yeah. wouldn't. They wouldn't. Uh, they wouldn't jump onto the Mount Rushmore for for any of us. I don't think. Yeah, I think we're like in pretty much full agreement here because I think even for like the pinnacle out of you know that Mount Rushmore would probably be Slipknot, right? Out of all these bands, yeah, and you could you could make the argument Slipknot is a Mount Rushmore uh, in a different in a different genre too, because they're not. Yeah. I mean, they started off in the new metal vibe, but I don't think they. I wouldn't call them that now, so they've kind of superseded the the genre as as far as their sound goes. I think, but they still kind of sound it too. I guess I don't know. I'm gonna backpedal a little bit on Lincoln Park. If Rage Against the Machine is new metal. Well, yeah, Lincoln yeah. Park slides out. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's true, and that's an. I would probably slide them out for Limp Bizkit, unfortunately. Sorry, Fred. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. But Rage is better. I mean, it's not even a it's not close. Nate, who's your who's your Rushmore? Um, stuff. So yeah, if you exclude Rage, then definitely Slipknot. Um, so it's four, right? It's four bands. Although Trump wants so. to be fifth. Yeah, he'll be fifth. <laughs> so you can you can have a fifth in honor of Donald J. Trump. <laughs> That's as political I, as we're gonna get. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I'm gonna go. Yeah, I would go Slipknot, 
Lincoln. I think I, you know what? I actually backpedaling too because I didn't want to give Lincoln Park that title because I just don't listen to them enough. But it just makes sense for new metal. Like it's definitive new, new metal, like yep. all day, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, Link, Lincoln Park, Corn, um, Limp Bizkit, and uh, Slipknot. So I guess I would uh, agree with all so you guys. That's that you, you don't think Rage or Deftones are, are new metal bands, and and honestly, I would agree with you. I'm not sure. Yeah, not are. really. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I mean Deftones is just. I mean, even looking at this list, it's like Deftones just stands out. Yeah, totally. Yeah, through and through, you know, for the most part. That's a great point. So if Rage or Deftones don't make it, I got to think of my four. Yeah. Mm. Won't happen on this podcast tonight. I nope. got to think about that. <laughs> yeah, um, that would take some time. And just for the listeners, we had, um, like we said, about 50 uh, names. Yeah. We'll take a photo and we'll put it in the Instagram post in like a second photo so you can see who else was on the list. Yeah, I'll refill it because I've been removing them. Um, and oh, that's right. But that's easy enough. It'll it'll take seconds. So we're spending again anyway. Yeah, so um, check us out on the socials at Potty Slave on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, Podcast at gmail.com. We've got a couple of different guests lined up for you in the next couple of weeks. I'm just going to nail down some times with those, but we, we are excited about the next few weeks. So um, stay tuned. Awesome guys. Good night. Cheers. Yeah. Peace, potheads. Thanks all. Thanks for checking us out.